0: Hey there and
1: welcome to the Boost podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In this episode, I'm chatting with Connie Steele. Connie is a best selling author, business and career strategist and fellow podcaster. She's also the co-founder of the management consultancy Flywheel Associates, where she partners with scale up technology companies to build their growth story. The part of Boost we cover is build your brand. Let's tune in. Hey there, Connie. Welcome to the Boost podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yes, yes. So for those who are tuning in and hearing Connie's voice for the first time, tell us a little bit about you and the work that you do.
0: Um, so I am uh, what I call mashup. <laughs> this ties to actually the books I just wrote. So I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm a strategist. I run my own um, management consulting firm. Um, but for me, I'm really passionate about helping people and the companies they work for find meaningful fit. Um, because let's face it, all of us are really trying to align our purpose, our passions, our interests so that we can all reach our growth potential.
1: Awesome, awesome. And I know you recently... Launched a new book, building the business of you. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So
0: the book is really about the future of work, truly from a human perspective. A lot of the narrative that you hear out there about the future of work is rooted in tech. Mm. You know, we're talking about machine learning, AI, remote work, hybrid work, or you know, you're also talking about um, DE and I and and um, how to create a more inclusive culture. But what we're not talking about is how we fundamentally, as humans, as people have changed, what our beliefs are, or attitudes, or motivations, what we really want out of work and life. And that that is fundamentally shifted. So it's providing context around why we've all sort of changed our thinking. Um, and what does that mean for careers today? What people want out of it? And then most importantly, what to do about that, knowing that at the end of the day, a lot of our definitions of what we want out of work and life, our definitions of success have changed. They've mm, been redefined. Yeah. And in light of that, particularly in light of the pandemic, um, folks have a different way that they've framed what they need, what's important. Uh, and so all this I knew it was going to happen prior to the pandemic. That was just an accelerant.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I really wanted to provide given um, perspective so people could, at the, end of, um, at the end of the day, understand happening and give them clarity around you know, their work-life situation and provide them with some guidance on what to do going forward.
1: Yeah, that's great. So I'd imagine some of what you're talking about, like we're all hearing and seeing about the great resignation, right? Where it's so yeah. many people. Yeah. And so I would love your thoughts on even that whole movement that we see happening because to your point, I think... Um, you know, so much of it was sort of fueled by COVID and people having this great awakening. So so does your book touch on that? And even if it doesn't, I would love to know your thoughts about what is underlying the, the great resignation.
0: So uh, a lot of these trends where you see people realizing that this is not necessarily where I want to be was really already happening mm-hmm. prior to COVID. Because If if we take a step back and finally look at the um, professionals in the workplace, there are four generations right now. Mm. And the largest are millennials. Mm -hmm. Millennials fundamentally have a different um, belief, attitude, approach to work. They have taken nonlinear paths. They have been searching for that alignment of their purpose and passions much earlier on. They've had this realization that if I don't find that earlier, and if I don't test and learn and figure out what fits me, then I'm not going to be able to reach my own growth potential. And I want to have that impact first and foremost, whereas prior generations, and, and I'll speak of myself too, is that I grew up in one where it was that linear, sequential, siloed, rigid, um, career path and, mm-hmm. and, and it was all about conformity and now it's really changed to one that is about being fluid it's non-linear it's collaborative it's multidimensional it's multimodal and it's about individual agency and people now recognize if they can't truly be their whole self you know and whatever that may be because now you have optionality to do so then they are not going to be happy and so you've seen this shift among that generation in particular but it's certainly bleeding over into those who are mid-career with like you know what I've been all this time working for 20 some years i'm not happy Mm -hmm. that's really what i want to do anymore it's time for a change so i can achieve something that gives me more meaning fulfillment um again that level of happiness because money isn't what it's going to do money's not going to give me fulfillment and happiness title is not going to give me fulfillment and happiness power is not going to give me that Mm -hmm. i need something more but you know again you it took an event like covid to force people to take a step back to really think like what is it that i really really want it's not that probably many people weren't thinking about it. It's just, you have the courage to do something about it. Yeah. And now it's like, wow, um, certainty is a new certainty. I don't know if I'll be around tomorrow. So what am I waiting for?
1: Mm, yeah. So then what does it mean for careers? Like where we are now, what does it mean for careers? And then why do you um, do you feel that everyone needs to essentially be their own CEO?
0: Well, we're now in a world where, right? Technology drives a lot of the way we think and do. And that um, you are now a product and service on the web, whether you like it or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anybody can look you up yeah. on Google, or you go to LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, you are a product on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. People are looking at you and make a decision whether or not they want to engage with you based on your profile. So if you are not able to stand out and showcase who you are, the value that you bring, how you are different than other people, then you may be at a Disadvantage of moving forward in whatever path you may want to do. So now you have to look at yourself as a business, and as a business, you're defining your brand. Um, and as all companies and brands do, they need to set that strategic plan for where does they want to go. And so that's really what I talk about in the book. Is that one? You know, when you think of what's going on in the future of work, it's really about the future is fluid. Can't really predict what's going to happen. You now have to go with the flow. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a plan. <laughs> and really, what people are trying to do is figure out what combination of skills, interests, passions, hobbies, experiences really makes them them. And that's the career mashup that they want to find all these different aspects of themselves that they can put together because that is what's happening. You're seeing that in a lot of cases, and there's examples of that in the book. Um, but how do you even create that to begin with such that, you know, and I'm not one thing. I am not just an author. I'm not just, so oh, I run my own business. I happen to, to be excuse, I happen to be a podcaster. There are all these interests I have, but it's because I've done all these things that makes me me. That makes me better at whatever it is that I do. Um, and there's just an acknowledgement, recognition and acceptance of this, particularly among um, these up and coming generations in the workforce, mm-hmm. because they've been side hustling it for a while too. Yeah. So And the, the key thing is they're taking stock of their own career. They're already recognizing that I can't be loyal to anybody. Like if I don't focus on me and what I need, because no company is going to keep me forever. I can't be guaranteed a job forever. What's left? I need to create that plan or I need to figure out what's best for me. So, how do you do that? Most people are in touch with strategic planning. I mean, to, to accomplish anything, there is some level of planning, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, if you think about that, if you are now a product the service of the web, you've got to be the CEO of you. Just like any business, you need to apply strategic planning. So it's about teaching people what does that mean.
1: So is part of what you're suggesting, like that you're literally a CEO or is it that you're a intrapreneur, like you're identifying how you leverage your skills, talents, abilities, passions, etc inside of the right organization or are you saying no even outside of that like you need to have something in your back pocket so just give me a a better idea of what you're what you're saying when you say that everyone needs to be their own ceo dig into that a little bit more for me
0: you have to create your own career plan whatever that may be got it whatever your strategic plan as an individual Mm. because one path could be that your strategic plan is to be um, a leader within an organization, whatever yep. that organization may be. Maybe it's a Fortune 500 company, maybe it's a startup, whatever it is, but that's your choice. Got it. Maybe your choice is to be an entrepreneur and you're going to build your own business, or maybe your choice is to be a freelancer. Mm-hmm that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a plan for where it is you want to go, and maybe where you might want to pivot, or at least understand what your overarching goal is, you know, you're going to struggle along the way to achieve whatever it is that higher order goal that it is you want. So again, a lot of this is understanding what is it that you're really striving for, you're striving for the freedom and flexibility to work anywhere, anytime, anyhow, then maybe that realization is, you know what, working for a Corporate organization isn't the right fit. Maybe I do want to pivot into being, um, you know, a consultant or a freelancer. What do I need to do to get there? How does that work? So start to understand. Hmm in the industry where I have these skills, or my skill set is X. Where are the marketplaces that I could go to that actually would hire that? Where would Upwork work? Where would mm, BTG mm-hmm. work? Where would Camera work? But it is no different than any company saying, hmm, I wanna play in this space. If yeah. I wanna play in this space. Let me do the research and analysis to understand what it takes to play in that space. Mm-hmm. Then I need to put together a plan to do so. But not everybody in my company is gonna be comfortable with the change. You, as a person, Realize, yeah, this is what I really would love to do. But oh, my God, I've never done before. So you get scared. Well, how do you kind of do change management on yourself? Yeah. Right. And yeah. then how do you build the village? Mm-hmm. The next thing you do, just like a company, you need to build a network yeah. of people who can help you along your way.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
0: um, whether those are vendors, <laughs> whether there are people you bring on board. Whether it's people within a company that you partner with to get a project done, you have to do that as an individual. And then lastly, but not, but that's not necessarily the least important, but it's everybody goes to skills. Why well, need to build my skills? But what skills do you build if you don't know what, where you're heading towards, yeah. at least directionally? So in the book, what I focus on is soft skills in particular, which you see a lot of right now. A lot mm-hmm. of people are talking about, well, you know, that the worker of the future really needs to develop those soft skills and particularly EQ because relationships are key, Mm. but that's the thing. You're not Mm that. Like unless, um, you know, maybe you've gone to business school or worked in, in um, done strategy, right? People just don't naturally think about creating a plan for themselves. The natural Mm -hmm. default is, well, I'm not happy where I am. I'll go look for the next job. I'm going to look at that job wreck and see. oh, does that fit me or not? I'm like, But that's you trying to fit into a job. That's not you trying to figure out how the job fit me. Yeah. And what you're seeing is that there are um, sort of this bifurcation of generations where there's more traditional way of thinking, which you know, I know that's how I was mm-hmm. years ago. Well, mm-hmm. you have another generation who are like, no, I'm taking stock of what I want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to choose where my destiny is going to go. So they have options where a parallel path they can have a full-time job at the same time they're side hustling and creating uh this entrepreneurial endeavor which they might pivot into something else so they're choosing to de-risk their career by having multiple options and um, parallel passing multiple things so they can flex wherever they want however they want but they're constantly building these skills along the way so that it helps you future proof you know your career because the more you learn more you acquire not just depth, but it's breadth, Yeah, you're actually going to be much more competitive. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you
1: started going into the whole notion of future proofing and skill building. So outside of building your skill, what are other ways to future proof your career as a result of what we see shift, the shifting that we see in the marketplace?
0: So for future proofing, it, it all gets back to, again, those principles of creating that plan for yourself. So, um, if you just think of the three simple stages of like research and analysis. So one, understanding what's going on in the marketplace. Um, the, the more you understand what's happening, why it's happening, what the implications can be to you in your industry, in your company, in your role, um, in what you do, then the more attuned you are going to be to know, how to flex and how to pivot and take advantage of opportunities where the white space opportunities are
2: mm-hmm.
0: in particular, because you're starting to see an interesting cross-pollination of skills that come together to create these whole new interesting combinations of jobs mm. that do not exist today, but absolutely will exist in the future. Actually, I'll give you a quick example one. It's the story of somebody that um, I had the pleasure of meeting um, a couple of weeks ago. So she is um, in the earlier part of career, probably many years, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But she said that she's been looking at opportunities just in general. And she saw this interesting opportunity at Spotify and it was for um, a role that had to do with algorithmic responsibility. Mm. And it was one in which she, her, her, it was like a light bulb went off where she's like, that is exactly what I'd love to do because it combines this scale of statistics that I learned in college, which I loved, mm-hmm. coupled with the fact that I'm a product manager, I've been in product, I've been doing a lot of work involving artificial intelligence, my passion for um, equity and inclusion, mm-hmm. but algorithmic responsibility has to do with dealing with algorithmic, algorithmic biases yes. that is yeah. commonly occurring. And she's like, yep. I didn't know that job existed, mm-hmm. but because of these different areas and different skills, education, interests, passions I have, that that yeah. is where I want to go. Mm-hmm those are things where she's always been looking. She's piecing it together. She's spotting those trends. That's a way to future-proof your career so you can you can understand how to position yourself accordingly to really be prepared for that kind of role. Yeah, and that's
1: that's really good. I mean, I think that's a great example and the whole notion of beyond just sort of skill building It's also, um, and planning, of course, but, and I think you alluded to also, it's always being in this place where you're building your network because so often it's not what you know, it's who you know. And even though you may not have skilled (laughs) up in a particular way, but if someone's willing to take a chance on you because they know that your character, you know, in terms of your character, your work ethic, things like that, that, you know, those relationships are like gold. It's like money in the bank. And so it's, being mindful of um, even when you're in these spaces and I know a lot of folks, you know, there's this notion of they quit a job and they're like burning the whole city down and it's like, no, 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 no. you never know how your path may cross that person's again. Like, I understand you're unhappy, but like, like, let's be rational here and and so so it's it's just interesting and and i think so much of um the the love language of business will always i think feel like relationships will always be such an important part of that and um and i think a lot of folks fail to recognize just the power of their network and their relationships that they have and building the relationships before you actually need the relationship. So, taking the time now, like being willing to go into conversation with someone, not knowing, not having an agenda, and not knowing really what the what is, because, you know, like you said, things are just popping up that we don't even know what the jobs of the future are. You know, there's probably jobs that are going to be created in the next year or two that not, we're like, what? Like, even when you said the whole algorithmic. Which is a tongue twister in and of itself. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's like you know, none of that stuff even existed years ago. So it's like, who knows? And so you just never know who you might need in your future,
0: right? And that is also one of the um, chapters in the book, which is all about building this network. But you have to know how to do it in such a way where there is a mutual value exchange, mm-hmm. and you are about giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, you yes. know, you. I know, you no, know, I know you've covered this. Um, topic as well on your podcast where um, folks don't realize that you're not you're making a friend Mm -hmm. this isn't a transactional thing what you're trying to do is figure out where there's a common connection on a human level everyone is searching for more authentic connections Mm -hmm. like you see that it's out there but ironically, the execution in the digital world yeah. isn't that at all. You constantly get pinged mm-hmm. with people pitching you, yes. particularly on LinkedIn or whatever. You're like, yes. well, how are you supposed to build a relationship with me? Why would I help you? For what reason? It's mm-hmm. clear the only thing you care about is what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. And so, when you, as an individual, can understand how to build that bridge with someone and see how you can help them, inevitably that can come back and help you in the future, but it's a long game. I think we've also been somewhat trained in this fast paced world to get instant gratification. Building a network is not instant. Building a network takes time. Yes. Uh, And so if you're patient and you have the right intent in mind, you will build an amazing network. But if you're going into it, I just need mine now. You know, you're you're not going to create the traction that you want.
1: Yeah. So true. So true. Well, Connie, this has been awesome. It's been enlightening. If someone's tuning in and they want to be able to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's pretty much where I am most of the time, but you can also find me on Instagram at Connie Wang. Steel. Excellent.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time, and I wish you extraordinary success with your new book. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on your show.